Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris and Kristen are about to come on and rock your world, empowering you with self-care and mental wellness, mental health. And specifically, if you're not if you're not the type of person who wants to go to those traditional therapy uh, prices, that, that route, you want options now and you want to be able to transform uh, or you know people in your life who, who are looking for this and who want that transformation, want that healing, um, then definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a powerful conversation. Uh, before we dive into that, I just want to say thank you for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self just by virtue of you being here. I know you're doing everything that you can to be the best version of yourself. So thanks for joining us. Next up is going to be our iTunes review of the week. This week, it is Jenny Bell, who says so much value. Chris obviously pours his heart and soul into the podcast and the marathon. He brings out the best in his guests, sharing their gifts with the world. Jenny, thank you so much for that review. And uh, if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. You can give us a review there. There. You can let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you so much in advance for doing that and for growing on this journey with us, and uh, I appreciate you. I'm going to introduce Chris and Kristen in just a bit. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, get ready to take notes. I'm sure there's going to be some really powerful things that you can uh, apply right now, techniques, strategies, and just uh, ways that you can grow in your own mental wellness and mental health. And definitely stick around all the way through to the end because you never know what one idea has the power to change everything for you. Let's introduce Kristen and Chris. Kristen Durney is a human resource executive by profession and a trauma survivor for life, not by choice or by chance. She's diagnosed over 20 years ago with clinical depression, clinical anxiety, and PTSD. And Kristen began putting to practice these cognitive behavioral therapy tools. Being intent and consistently practicing these tools as a lifestyle change, she implemented techniques that shift negative thought patterns to positive beliefs, resulting in a growth mindset. And during Kristen's professional career of 23 years, she worked for several Fortune 500 companies leading various sides human resource teams. She is a coach, a mentor, a trainer, and a motivational speaker across multiple industries, organizations, and audiences promoting a lifestyle of mental wellness. Chris Nurse is a talent development and employee experience leader with over 20 years of experience in performance consulting, attracting talent, developing high-performance teams, transforming company cultures to create a differentiating employee and customer experience. She implements programs that are unique to the organization that supports the culture objectives and impacts the entire employee life cycle, creating a mentally healthy workplace environment. A seasoned facilitator across multiple audiences, topics, and forums in helping teams discover what they need to become their best self professionally and personally is just the tip of the iceberg with Kristen and Chris. Are you two superstars ready to rock the house? 
All right. We are live on Become Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you, both of you, for being here and uh, just, you know, the, the great work that you're doing, giving people hope, giving people answers and solutions and companies to be able to provide this for their employees to, to really thrive and have a great workplace. Uh, the work that you're doing uh, is so needed today and creating so much, you know, well-being and peace. And I think that's what we're all really looking for. So I just I just want to start and say, like, your mission is really, really close to my heart because I, I know it's needed in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's get started with today's theme. It is create your breakthrough. I want to hear what that means to you. We'll start with Kristen. You're on the top. Chris is, is underneath on our screen. Not that there's anything, any positional <laughs> or anything like that, but just Kristen, uh, let's talk about uh, what does create your breakthrough mean for you? Absolutely. So I love that question. So a couple of things. Um, I absolutely want to share what I've learned through cognitive behavioral therapy techniques for others to learn. I think as leaders and influencers, it's our, it's our duty to get out there and help um, employees and individuals get through tough and challenging times, especially now. So really implementing the tools, programs, and techniques that we have that we've built and developed through these techniques. Um, I really feel like it's time for us to open up the discussion. So creating the breakthrough to end the stigma. Um, these techniques have transformed change and saved my life. And I cannot wait to be out there helping others with this. It's, it, it excites me. I get goosebumps thinking about it. So that's one of the areas that's so important to me. And the beauty of these tools and techniques and what we're going to talk about today is it not, not just for people with mental health conditions, but mm. it's also for people, people's just mental health. Yep. And what we're doing, what we're seeing is we're converting mental health and mental wellness over to brain health. So overall brain health is really what we're talking about now. And the fact that we need to manage our brain health as much as we do our physical health. And as we get it more into the conversation, we'll start talking about what is mind and body connection. So those are some of the really broad, exciting things that we're going to kind of um, kind of bring down to a level where we get more detail around that. Um, but just to say that, you know, I'm really excited to say mental health is now part of the topic. And everybody has mental health, Chris. So it's not just people with mental health conditions. We all have mental health. And so that is something I think we need to look at differently. And everything I would end with before Chris goes on with hers is changing the language. Mm. We've got to change the language. So I don't use the word mental illness anymore. I use mental health conditions. And now we're going over to mental health when wellness, everybody has it, right, to actual brain health. Um, so there's a couple of different dynamics, um, neuropsychiatrists that have just done amazing things. I'll be bringing it up here in a little bit, but those are really the breakthrough that we can transform people's lives through doing these types of things. And that you can live a very healthy, successful, happy life with mental health conditions because you can manage them through the tools and techniques and managing your brain health. Kristen, you, you are getting me fired up over here. I think you said excited like five times in that in what you share. I was like, yes, yes. Okay. So I, I totally, I, I love where you're coming from too, because when, when we say mental illness, for example, right, it's like creating it. You can, you create it with words. It, words have energy. And so if we choose to say, what is the state of your mental health? What is the capacity? What is the status of your mental health? Then we can be more um, expansive. It can feel more empowering and say, you know, these things aren't really working. They're, they're not so great with my mental health, but I know I can change it. I know that we all have mental health. I know that we all have brain functionality and some people's brains function differently than others, right? And it's really just understanding what's going on in the chemistry, what's going on in the inner workings of our own brain. What, how do we focus? What happens when we are working and how, how does our unique individual you know, process, how does that work and how do we understand it more? And I think when we equip people with that, we create more well-being, we create more health, we create more peace 
peace, like I was talking about, more happiness, mm-hmm. more joy, more people just really being their greatest possible self. So love how you are starting, Kristen. Chris, let's let's toss it over to you. What what's your perspective? Create your breakthrough. Yeah. So I think what what resonates with me and is the word your. So I think it's very important that you know individuals that can lean in and have strong mental health. They're very authentic in how they operate. And it's about understanding what my breakthrough is. When, when I discover what I want my breakthrough to be, it's mine. I own it. And I don't have to compare it to everybody else's breakthrough. And so you are focused. You're targeted on this is what makes me happy. This is how I operate authentically. And individuals that are strong and lean into that hit their – they break through on everything they touch. And – you know, that's the grounding of like a growth mindset. Yes. So it's not about Chris, what your breakthrough doesn't mirror my breakthrough. And that's great. Mm -hmm. So that's what really resonates with me when I think about that um, passion. Yeah, I I hear you, Chris. And I hear that each individual, the individual is super important to you, that we recognize each individual, their needs, their wants, their their unique perspective and how they see life, because there is not a one size fits all approach to life. And so when we really care to find that out, to connect with people and hear like, what, how do they see the world? That's when yeah. we can start building steps to, to get them to where they want to go. Cause we all want to be our best. It's just, some of us are more equipped with the tools and the resources, the mentorship, the guidance, the support to get there. And so I really love that you two are here to really bring those support and, and the resources to the world. Um, so I just want to talk about mental health, me- mental wellness unleashed in, in this company, just to kind of get people up to speed who, who are just finding out about you for the first time. Um, we'll start with Chris. You know, what do you want us to know about uh, Mental Wellness Unleashed? Yeah. So w- what we do is we work with organizations, schools, associations, but we work with them to help build a framework and a foundation to implement a mentally healthy culture. Mm. And we do that, you know, grounded in these cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. So just as Kristen had said, while these were historically used um, in therapy and with individuals mm-hmm. with mental health condition, these tools are, are the next level of professional skills in my mind, and anyone can take them and run with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we work with these organizations and with our human resources background, we know we can impact what we call the people metrics within the organization. So there really is bottom line return on investment for organizations that invest in these tools, whether it's attraction, attention, you know, retention, cost benefits. And so it's just really helping the organization shape and organically build a mentally healthy workforce. So good. I love it. I love it. Kristen, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I I will. So, um, you know, I will just back up a little bit. When I was an HR executive, I never found anything out there like this. And I, you know, I, myself suffering in in that isolation phase for for a couple of decades, what was exciting about what we do is there's really not, there's about EAP and some other things out there, but there's nothing that's a holistic approach to our mental health and to our wellness out there. Um, Our programs and our consulting and the things that we do absolutely is for, like I said, I repeat this a lot, is for everybody. And, you know, corporate wellness, it's for individuals, it's for, you know, families, it's, it's, it's these tools and techniques and the things that we, that we um, 
have in our programs are really for everybody and holistically at that at that point. I mean, we have mental and, and, and you know, motivational type programs for growth mindset. And, and our, our concepts are really around mindset, um, empathetic thinking and foundational concepts around that. So we have a foundation around what we what we do teaching our programs, our techniques and tools. There's a foundation for everything we do. So it's not a one-stop shop kind of thing. It's, it's a growth process to a growth mindset. So, you know, once you have that growth mindset, you're, you're never going to go back for the most part. You might have little backups now and then, but growth mindset is really, you know, based on mindset concepts that we can actually completely ourselves eventually use and change our, our not our just our mind and our body, but our lifestyle. Yes. Yes. So good. Okay. So we got up to speed with Mental Wellness Unleashed, how you're helping corporations with with this wellness, with this, you know, human component, which does have a bottom line impact. And it goes well beyond just a corporation. It's it's all areas of life. All people can really benefit from these these changes, from taking on that growth mindset. So I got an overview. And before we move forward with the how, the structure, the different cognitive uh, cognitive, um, techniques and things like that that I want to dive into, I want to go back into the journey. Because Kristen, I know you in particular had a, a challenging journey. So I just want to get someone who's who's curious about mental wellness, curious about building their own growth mindset personally, as well as potentially for their community and organization. Um, what do you want them to know about your journey and what you experienced and why you're such a stand for this today? Thank you so much for asking. So um, I went through, um, you know, I was diagnosed at, at a later stage. Um, I'd already, I had had these um, earlier. And so, you know, my journey was, you know, going through so many different therapists, so many different psychiatrists, so all these different people kind of going in alone. I, what I call, I call it, I never had a me. Meaning I could never find anybody that was going through what I was going through. So, you know, personally speaking and professionally speaking, you know, going through college and growing up as a young professional and going through all these things, I was I was living a bit of a limitation self, not my authentic self. Because I was having to hide this because I thought there's something wrong with it because of the stigma around it. And so what I found was, as I continued to go through therapy, I found this amazing therapist who is an expert in cognitive behavioral therapy. And um, I call her my angel. And basically, um, we started through the journey together. And, um, you know, I started doing mental homework and I started developing my own tools, which are the tools that we're talking about today. And, you know, through the, through the climbing, you know, up through corporate and going through, you know, HR, HR itself is kind of a stressful, <laughs> stressful, you know, um, area to be in. So um, I found myself challenging myself. And even through the dark days, I would get, get myself going and saying, hey, I, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much of it is having that resilience, the resilience that you have to have to get through tough times, yeah. especially when you have mental health conditions. And so what I did is I said, I'm going to literally say every single day, I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pack. I call it pushing through. Chris has heard me say this several times. So pushing through. So as I continued going through, you know, my, my, my journey, um, personally, and professionally, as I, as I utilize these tools and techniques, um, my whole entire life transformed, changed, and, and these techniques saved my life. Mm-hmm. So truly you can be happy, successful, be you know, I mean, I was an executive, you know, HR for, for quite some time. So you can be really successful. So the journey, the journey was, was I call it the mountain. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a slow journey. But once I got there, it went like this. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So now I'm ready to, to, to use my, my influence and leadership skills to help others um, get to where I am and not have to not, not have not, and have a me. I'm, a, I'm, I'm somebody's me. If anybody's out there needs me, I'm a me. 
I love it. I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges is feeling yeah. alone in any problem, in any situation, any challenge. It's like when we when we don't have someone to lean on, when we are feeling weak, when we're feeling lost, when we're when we just want to pull back from life's challenges and the the adversity because it's easy. It's easy to to run away, so to speak, and not like face it head on, not mm -hmm. get out of bed, not push myself to just take another step. Um, it's easy to sit on the couch, you know. And I think a lot of people have conditioned been conditioned to do that for whatever reason, but to continue moving forward and especially to have someone like you, Kristen, who my audience now knows about and who you're, you're just standing as that light for people who are, who are suffering, who are going through difficult situations, who are looking for hope, who are looking for someone who, who gets them, who understands them, or at least can relate to them on a, on a deeper level. I think it's really special. And uh, I'm grateful that you're standing here today because of all the work that you did on yourself and, and how you developed yourself. So Freaking awesome. Love it, Kristen. Chris, I want to talk about you and your journey um, through HR and, and what you want our audience to know about your journey and, and how you stand for um, mental wellness and these and the growth mindset and these different cognitive behavior tools and all the great stuff you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, you can see how lucky I am, Chris, to work with such a strong, uh, powerful woman here. Um, and so you know, I, and through my journey, corporate career, mostly in finance, I had the opportunity to actually work alongside Kristen in the human resource space with her as an executive. And we had reconnected at a networking event, started chatting, and started to just meet for coffee, creating an accountability bond on a couple of goals that we wanted to do, right? So yeah. First and foremost, what I didn't know was happening was Kristen was starting to coach and, and implement some of these tools with me yeah. on my journey, but I didn't know it at the time. Wow. So, you know, it, continually to engage with her, I started to recognize, A, my own stigmas around mental health conditions. Mm. First and foremost, I didn't know Kristen had any when I had worked with her mm. um, and that she was managing them. And when she started to talk about it, mm. I literally sat back and basically said, how are you so successful at what you were doing? You are a high level executive and you're sitting here telling me you have clinical depression, clinical anxiety. I never would have guessed it. And immediately it was like, oh, Chris, that's a stigma. And she's like, wow. that's the whole point, wow. right? That's and so from, from that point, I said, okay, this, she's like, I want to bring this in. I want to share this and share my tools and, and help people. And I said, I want to help you help people. Yes. So looking at my learning and development background, project management background, and my passion around employee culture, mm. and me going, oh my gosh, I'm using these tools, and I don't have a clinical mental health condition, but guess what? I started to recognize, ooh, situationally, there were times that I was down, yeah. or yeah. high levels of stress, and now I can use these tools to manage it better. Mm. And so, you know, that is when we... I, I said, yeah, I want to help you do this because I see the importance of it and the power of it. I want to I dive in and um, we'll, we'll go with Kristen. Kristen, do you feel, uh, you know, the the diagnosis aspect of, of clinical things, clinical mental issues or conditions or, or um, you know, the, that and then seeing with Chris, like she had stuff that she could work on, but she wasn't like diagnosed with it. Like, 
do you still feel it's important for to recognize the diagnosis or like how do we how do we bridge both worlds of the people who who are diagnosed and the people who aren't necessarily di- diagnosed how do we how do we create a conversation between those two groups and keep a, a through line Oh, love that question. I'll tell you why. Because what you just said is exactly what we need to end the stigma. Because, you know, I, again, I go, everyone has, everybody has mental health, but everybody goes through struggles. And that, and we talk about this in, in, in when we do speaking engagements in our programs, um, there's situational depression, there's situational anxiety, there's, there's, there's situations where it's situational, it's not clinical. Now I have clinical, so I have to manage my clinical anxiety on a daily basis. Um, I have coping mechanisms. I have things that people don't even know that I do. And I think it's important to understand that, that, you know, mental health is mental health. It doesn't necessarily mean a mental health condition, but we all have challenges and and struggles, especially now. Right. Um, And so those that maybe don't have a mental health condition that maybe don't have the resilience are now trying to find out how can I get this resilience? I'm going through these challenging times. Um, Resilience is such a such a is such a beautiful word. And, and, you know, when you really are able to flex that with when you have a challenging situation and you, you have resilience to be able to deal with different changes and challenges. What we need to start doing is that's how we're going to open the conversation. Someone can come in without a mental health condition and say, I'm really struggling right now with some, some personal things. I need to take a mental day off. Yeah. And organizations need to start, you know, kind of going towards that where people can take personal days off because your mental health is as important as your physical health. Right. So the minute we can start bridging those, Chris, together, like you just said, is the, 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 the day that we can really start to talk about this in an open community. Um, because we all do have challenges, not just people with mental health conditions. So to, to answer your question, the diagnoses, can be there, but that doesn't mean that that's really going to separate that uh, people die, that are diagnosed with people that are struggling with situational depression, anxiety, or other mental situations in health. Yeah. So would you say to, to move towards ending the stigma, so to speak, it would be like, hey, you may have the situational, you may have the clinical but we know that everyone needs these these days off. Everyone gets to be empowered with techniques and strategies to keep themselves resilient, to keep themselves healthy mentally and physically and, and you know, all areas of life emotionally. So it's like we know that that's the case and we're not going to separate, you know, that you get special treatment or you get special treatments like everyone deserves this. And it's just there's going to be different levels of how we apply it because of, of different, you know, situations that people might be in. Absolutely. So I, I'm going to use the word vulnerability yes. because when I, every chance I, every chance I get with intent, I tell people what I've what I, what I've gone through myself because that's opening up the vulnerability and the trust. So you know, as soon as leaders can do, um, you know, Chris and I had the opportunity to go to a large company and, and uh, speak about mental health, and mm-hmm. you know, the leaders got up there and started sharing their stories. And once you're vulnerable, once you start sharing, the, the, it's 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 normal to have these conversations, and it's empowering. I mean, yeah. it's the engagement and the power that this provides to let people talk about this. So yes, the more we can bridge that gap and say diagnoses are just going through challenging situations, we've got to be vulnerable to open up the conversation. So people have to feel, and, and by the way, it's a strength, not a weakness to ask for help. Mm. Mm. And, and so that's where we need to, that's where we really need to, to really stand strong to say, reach out for help. Diagnosis or diagnosis or just situational or just or just struggling. Reach out because a lot of times people that aren't diagnosed are the ones that are having a harder time reaching out because they feel it is a weakness and it is absolutely a strength to, to reach out. And we all have to have that mindset. 
Yeah. I, I want to dive into that growth mindset even more. Chris, t- tell us a little bit more about growth mindset and, and what's important for you about living that growth mindset and, and sharing that with people in, in teamwork with, with Kristen. Yeah. So when I think about growth mindset, you know, I would see people operate at a very high level that, that felt very in control and, and acted very in control regardless of the situation. And it always astounded me to watch somebody respond and react so well in some of the craziest situations Mm -hmm. and learning and really understanding that that was all coming from a growth mindset, which means that individuals get in a place with their mind to where they are in control of every situation. And if they are feeling that it's a situation where they're not in control, they can quickly figure out what helps them get back into control um, and, and respond and react appropriately. It's about, to me, understanding for yourself. Um, it's not about the perceptions of others, right, on you. It's what do I believe about myself I have the confidence that if I want to accomplish a task or step into a role or start a business or jump out of a plane, right? I, I have the strength in my mind to go, these are the things that I need to do because I know I can be successful at it. I just got to work at it. So it might look like X, Y, and Z. So a growth mindset is, is in the simplest forms constant positivity in what you can do and what you want to accomplish regardless of what what your experience has given you or what other people are saying or doing around you wow so good Kristen, do you want to add anything to that yeah so um absolutely chris is, is spot on with that too and i think the other the other thing i'll add to that too is having a growth mindset is about it's not what happens to you mm-hmm. it's not what someone says to you it's about how you react. And what we what we do with growth mindset is we actually intertwine emotional intelligence into that equation. Mm. So there's really a formula for this. And, you know, emotional intelligence is self-awareness, social awareness, uh, self-management. You know, we talk about self-manager, self-care and um, relation, uh, uh, relationship management. So that's the ability to, you know, maintain relations and develop relationships. So growth mindset you really have to have that intertwining of the emotional intelligence, which really helps you do deep dives into your self-reflections, into your own self, and then also bring that on to others to have social awareness around others and how you handle those situations. So again, um, it's not how it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to it. And this growth mindset, emotional intelligence allows you to be able to have that control. So you have control over yourself. And that's the main thing I would leave with. You can control yourself through self-management. Wow. I'm, I'm curious for me, for me, a conversation around control, you know, I always, I almost felt like there was this icky feeling around control, around power. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you frame the, the topic of control so that people feel good about it? It feels good to control oneself. It doesn't feel like it's stressful or there's pressure. Like where, where do you introduce, how do you introduce that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we have a tool called consequences versus actions. And and what I mean by control is a good thing because you're empowering yourself to control the way you react. Because a lot of times, um, and I know Chris can attest to this too, as a leader, you'll have someone that emotionally reacts to something, or you'll have a leader that's an emotional leader. Mm. And that always proves to be very challenging. So when I say control, I mean that in such a positive way, because you're 
effort to control the way you behave and react. And so, you know, if something, for instance, I, you know, I won't get into a, it's a big thing, but I had a huge flood in my condo and I literally, um, all the, everything was blowing and all, everything was gone. I lost my bed and my and I, I stood in front of it. And Chris, it's your story. I stood in front of in my, my condo. I said, this condo is going to look amazing in two months. And I truly, and so it was a mindset where I had control over the way I thought, not just what I say or do, but the way I thought too. So my mindset was, what's the great thing out of this? Oh my gosh, I have a whole new condo. It's going to be fabs. And, but you know, I had, had to be somewhere for two months. Thank gosh, my parents were able to take me in for two months. God bless them. Um, but anyway, uh, so then that, that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about the control. You're able to control your mindset and what you say and what you do and your thoughts and your behaviors, because your thoughts lead to your emotions and lead to your behaviors. A formula. That's the formula. Yeah. And yeah. with, with these different teachings that you have, cognitive behavioral tools and processes, it sounds like there's some really in-depth programs that you, you have available and to be able to, to bring that into a company. What does that look like to, for a company to begin working with you, to, to bring you in to start um, you know, supporting their, their culture, their workplace to, to thrive and have optimal, optimal being? Right. Yeah. So, you know, what we, so first and foremost, um, we want to work with organizations that really want to make a change. We're mm-hmm. not here to influence that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. We're here to work with organizations or individuals that are ready to make that change. Yep. Maybe they've tried something and they don't and it didn't work or they want to do it they don't know how, but th- the process is really one of coming in and, and assessing where they are. So we have at a very high level very simple like on a scale from one to five, one being you are best in class, you have an organization that leads in mental wellness, people know your brand is that, not your product, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Southwest Airlines, it's more customer service than an air, airline, yep. right? Yep. Or one, it, it, it is non-existent, don't care really, it's a check the box type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we will do a simple assessment to understand where they are and then we'll ask, where do you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can create that that gap. So if you're at a three and you want to be at a four by end of year and so on and so forth, then we come in and build the framework around it. Um, really understand. And, and we build it in a way that fits the culture because it isn't one size fits all. So while the tools, techniques are similar, like what works for culture may be very different because of generations of the workforce, because of everybody's working in one spot or they're not. Um, mm-hmm. That type of thing. So then we work with them to build the framework and implement the programs that work as well as here's tools to sustain this culture and, and create that check-in from us. Um, we also have programs at the ready. So mm-hmm. we have two corporate wellness programs mm-hmm. that, you know, are, we can provide companies and employees can take on their own and we give them coaching guides and, and, and we, we will set employees within the organization up for success to maintain it um just various different modalities so awesome i love it i love i love knowing that you know if if someone wants to implement this they they get to see are they really committed to it first off because i mean we don't want like it doesn't behoove us it's not great for us if we just work with everyone we want to work with the people who are ready who, who are hungry who know that they they want to improve their performance they want their employees to be happier they want to have a better culture so i think that you know people in in this audience who are listening who are seeing this interview they're saying okay you know i i, I want my work 
workplace to be better. I want my organization to be better. I want to, I want our culture to be more connected and have people feel more supported because I care, right? I, I really do care. Right. And so that's that's the first step is like, I really do care. And I'm not just all about the money. Money's great. Bottom line's great. And like, what's really important for me is like, I know that the people are what produce the money in, in the long run. Yeah. So I got to make sure I take care of the people and my team to make sure that we're producing the most. Um, so that's great. I love it, Chris. Kristen, did you have anything to add to, to what Chris uh, mentioned? Yeah, no, I just really, I mean, I, I think what you said was spot on. And I just say, you know, I just continue to say that we as companies and organizations and leaders just need to keep that, that, that in front of mind that we really need to be looking at this from that perspective and that bringing in, you know, in a, going into innovative companies, going into in a innovative leadership, yeah. going into these places where, you know, as Chris was saying, you know, that are three, maybe 2.5 that want to be a four that want to get to a five. And, you know, one of the areas we also discussed is, you know, work, work with companies to get to a three, then and get to a four and get to a five to hey just because you haven't you don't have anything in place doesn't mean you can't start because a lot of companies you know they just don't know what to do right so we want to work with companies to where we can help them guide them you know consult them as this is how you need to get started and we also want to work with companies that have something in place who want to make their companies better but the point is you don't have to you, you wherever wherever starting point you're at and you want to and you want to grow and you're innovative we're here I mean, we're ready and we're ready to help guide you where you need to go. Um, that's that's what we do. And, you know, we're so um, you know excited to get into the place where companies are saying mental health and wellness is is absolutely top of mind and needs to be addressed. And we can't wait to put something in place. And you can start off small and, and go and, and get larger. It's, it's, it's so much about getting a pulse check from your employees, too. So, you know, we have things that, you know, Chris and I do where we do pre-assessments. You know, we do, um, you go in and you do forums and things of that nature to find out what is the pulse check of the company mm. and what are the employees saying mm. and what's leadership saying and are they on the same page? And so we do these, these forums to go in and ask those questions. So we really do our homework to make sure each individual company is being assessed with the needs they need to, to bring in a transformative, mentally healthy culture. Yep. So, so good. Um, this all sounds like, of course, it's like a no-brainer. Why wouldn't why wouldn't anyone want to do this and say heck yes? Is there right. any other concerns that you see that corporations, uh, organizations might have to to bring in a, a mental wellness program and um, doing that? Because I, I want to make sure that they know like that they are in good hands and that that you get this isn't you know this isn't something that's just oh you know we want to go do this. This is like this is your mission. This is you've done this before. You right. you help organizations with this. Is there any other concerns that you've seen come up that that you want to address right now? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think you, you, you alluded to it a little bit. The reality of it is a strong, mentally healthy workplace environment, a strong, mentally healthy employee actually does impact the bottom line and brings in more money yeah. to your organization. Um, it, it's a, for every dollar invested in mental health within an organization, you can expect a $4 return. So wow. There, there is a financial plus to this. Mm. Um, you know, initially, I think folks think about this as a very subjective thing. It's mm. not. It's very tangible. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, right now, one of the big challenges is millennials and Generation Z are now our most depressed generation. Yeah. Guys, they're they're making up this year more than half of our workforce. So, if you are a leader of a team or you're running an organization, this is your workforce that's coming yeah. in. And guess what? They want to talk about it. And we hear a lot of HR professionals and organizations say the challenge that they're having 
is keeping their young professionals, keeping their high talent. We, we heard the assumption that Generation Z and millennials aren't, um, they don't value their organization because they come in and then they leave immediately. Well, when you ask them why they're leaving, because when they were recruited, they're being told, we have a culture that supports you holistically and we want you to bring your whole self to work. When they get in, if they don't feel it, if they don't see it, if it's not real, they don't stick around like we used to stick around with a company. They move until they find it. So companies are seeing very high levels of turnover and losing this talent, and they don't know how to stop the bleeding with that. And the reality of it is professionals want something different, and they want to be supported different, and they want an environment that supports them different. And so these are what these tools come in. So when I said it impacts the people metrics, it's things like that that are pain points that companies have been having for a while. They're seeing it more now, and, and this is why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is powerful. And I think that that generational shift that you're mentioning, like the, the different priorities and what's most important. It's like decades ago, what was important was stability, and like it was almost like right. just suck suck it up and and deal with it and provide for the family. That's the priority. And now it's like, no, we, we get to have it all, so to speak. We, we want a fulfilling culture. We want to feel like we're putting our talents and gifts and abilities to good use. We want to feel good about the work that we're doing, like it's moving something forward. It's moving towards a, uh, you know, some greater vision, mission, making the world a better place. And mm-hmm. I think it's like when we're really able to communicate that, that is what draws the best out of each individual so that they feel like they're they're thriving. They feel part of something bigger. And if, if someone jumps into a company and they thought they were going to get that, and then they didn't get that, or it's it's like it's well intentioned, so to speak, right. from the leadership, from executives, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. companies. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. we, we want to be innovative. We want to be culture driven. We want to treat mental illness with a priority. And then it's the actions that actually show right. that how how committed are we really? And I think it's like it's good intentions, and what are we actually doing about it? And that's what we really get to go to work on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. You know, this 100%. is this is really important that um, someone who's out there right now listening, especially if it's an executive who has the ability to bring you to in and, and transform a culture. Um, I really want them to to know how much you care about them. So we'll, we'll start with Kristen. You know, what would you want this executive? And is there a specific executive that you'd really like to talk to, so to speak, a specific position? Is it the CEO, CEO um, you know, chief of human resources? I don't know if that position exists, but uh, you would you would know more about that than me. Uh, but who who would you talk to and what would you want to tell them? Yes, thank you so much. So I've been on executive teams. And so I, I would love to, first of all, speak to the HR executives, because um, oftentimes HR executives report to the CEOs and and, and maybe Matrix and to CFOs. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I will say, which which, which makes sense to, to a certain degree, CEOs are often um, really involved in the bottom line numbers. So they kind of want the 30,000 foot you know, kind of just give me the 30,000 foot kind of um, explanation. So I think a lot of times, you know, human resources, chief executives and executives are um, there to help, you know, if you will, um, help the CEO and the the CEFOs understand what the bottom line number looks like if you implement something like such as this. To Chris's point, you know, for $1, you get $4 back. Companies, HR executives, and CEOs, your your healthcare is going up forty percent, and you can expect to pay three thousand dollars more per employee for mental health conditions. Um, we're losing productivity. We're losing you know four point six per uh, uh, days 
um, of, of, you know, absenteeism. Of course, right now we're working from home, so it doesn't really kind of affect that situation, but it's really the productivity part. So I would say, you know, looking at the stats and the bottom line numbers, this is so essential that we implement a mental health, uh, some type of program into companies and for HR executives, knowing that I've been there before, embracing what that looks like. Because again, I tried to find something out there and I couldn't find anything. And so the EAP isn't enough. Um, You know, 96% of HR executives say the EAP is not utilized enough. In fact, um, employees oftentimes don't use it because they don't feel it's confidential and it's really not robust enough. Um, and so I believe only 30% of employees even use it and they don't even use it fully. So we really don't have anything in place internally. Um, a lot of times too, the statistics are, you know, leadership will say, oh, we're not sure what to do. So they'll say, you know, maybe we'll get some therapy or they'll, you know, kind of send them somewhere else when really they may be looking for things such as online um, therapy programs to help with mental health, um, things they can actually implement where they don't, they, they don't have to know what to do because they have something that's in place on what to do. So that's what I would say as far as HR executives and leadership, you know, saying, okay, this is what you can do. And here we are to help. Yep. Chris, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I I was going to say coming from HR executive space and understanding the ask of the organizations and the leaders, we can help the HR staff tell the story so that, that, their leadership can understand. And it is not at all a bad thing that CEOs and and those leaders are head down around ROI. Mm-hmm. They have to be, right? They have to be. Um, because that's beneficial for the employee. The job of the HR is to help change a culture, build that environment. And so we can help tell that story on the importance of it, tie the metrics to it, that type of thing. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, exactly what Chris said. You know, CEOs and CFOs, I mean, they really need to be heads down, getting things done. And, you know, HR you know, is often on the front end to get these types of programs implemented. So, yes, absolutely. And so with good, you know, when you've got an executive team, it's wonderful when they all come together, having the same, um, you know, uh, focal point around mental health. And I think that's part of where we can really help executive teams understand what that looks like to Chris's point, help and help guide through that, the process. But absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I know we want to talk about today as well, in addition to communicating with these executives and really helping them get clarity on, you know, why, why, why can they take action on this? What's the bottom line difference that it makes um, is, is the different options that might be available to them. Cause I know this is, um, these are, these are mental health techniques and programs and things like that, but not at traditional therapy prices. And so I just want to create that distinction for someone who's, who's wanting to understand more about what that means. Like why, why, why is that important and, and why do you lead with that in your company and, and the programs that you provide? Yeah, so I'll start and then I'll let kind of Kristen because we're leaning on her, right? Like she's she's leveraged these tools and gone through therapy. And so basically she's our subject matter expert. She's our proof of concept. We're able to take these tools and turn them into what I call the next generation of professional skills, hmm. right? So you know, if you can empower your employees with these tools um, over 20 plus years of therapy that we've taken and turned in to and give everybody these tools within your organization, they're professional skills tools, just like um, influencing, just like uh, crucial conversations, just like um, feedback. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we just and give them to you a little bit cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me add up all the money and divide it. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, right? No, I mean, you know, we have, you know, not to get into too much detail, but we have like a tool, for instance, an example. We have something called the 180 shift tool, where you literally take, you know, negative thought patterns. Um, and, and or self-learning beliefs and turn to 180 shift and do uh, mm-hmm. a, a complete positive thought pattern, which is reality. So the negative is your non-reality. The positive is your, your reality. And do it for habitually for 21 to you know, 80 days. And I mean, excuse me, 21 to 30 days. And it's an absolute tool that can be used for everybody. And, and again, we can get more in depth in that at a later time, but we do have tools where we can actually implement them, where it's not only tools for employees, but they're actually coaching tools for leadership. So we have so many of those to, that we can provide that are fabulous. Um, we have the you know four W's and one H when it comes to stress and anxiety. We have so many you know tools that that we can help. And I think I think the exciting part of this is we have tools for leadership to help coach too. And so that that's where you know I found just in my in, in my history of being an executive that there were some challenges there because there were no tools to implement to help employees. And we know as a as a culture we want to improve that for our team members, right? So we have so much to add when it comes to that. And so that's the exciting part about this. We have tools and techniques that we can actually implement and help not only self-manage ourselves, but also coach to for leadership to, to implement. So, so good. Uh, Chris, did you, did you have anything else to say on that? Um, you know, I, I think what's interesting as well is, you know, we've been talking a lot about the corporations, but these tools are also very individualistic. So, you know, if you're if you're out there listening to this and you and you're not in a place to where from organizationally this is something that you can bring in, you could do this for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you become a influencer, you become a leader in your own right, regardless of whether you actually direct people or not. That's not the that's not the point. Mm-hmm. But these tools can be implemented mm-hmm. for you personally and professionally, regardless of who's doing things around you. Yep. Um and, and people will start to recognize it. Um, just as I did, I just didn't have a name for it at the time. I didn't, I didn't recognize what these very successful influencer people were that they had this growth mindset. Now I do very clearly see it. Um, and so I, I think it's important to understand that again, it's taking back that control and, and you can implement this stuff on your own mm-hmm. and you will see a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and just to Chris's point, I'm sorry, that is so important. I'm sorry, I got to emphasize this. These tools are so good for helping to influence. So you're peer to peer. And I use a, I use the word infectious because once you actually gain this visibility, you can absolutely help others and you'll see it in others and you'll help guide them. So to Chris's point, you don't have to be a leader. And again, it can be individualistic professionally and personally. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we, we want to live our potential and purpose. We want people to be able to help other people live their potential purpose. And so these are the things where we, it gets a little deep here, right? But that's part of it too. Is it's great for influence as well. Yeah. And and I hear that as a as a leader, we want to influence and, and inspire and empower and encourage and and help solve problems of the people around us that we care about because we want everyone to be thriving. You know, it's it's that's a good leader is like making sure the top people above us, the people below us, the people to the left yep. and right, right? Three hundred and sixty degree leader, as John Maxwell says, like I think it's so important to be a coach for people around us and to coach them into performance if they're open to it, right? As a leader, like having the tools, having the skill sets is gives us the 
ability to be effective yep. at coaching, be effective at helping people to get mm -hmm. to where they want to go. And it's like, yes, we're, we're talking about mental wellness and mental health. And like, really, we're just helping people activate that purpose and that potential. Yep. Like you were saying, Kristen, like with the tools, with the resources to be equipped a lot of people are not equipped because they just, we weren't taught this in school. We weren't taught it by right. our parents. We weren't taught it in organizations, you know, depending on, on where we worked in careers and things like that. But to give ourselves and the people around us the best shot to succeed like this, it's like a must. This is a, a necessity. Yeah. And I really see this as like being a, a championing part of the next, mm -hmm. you know, 10, 20, 50 years is like bringing these types of skills to the forefront of every corporation. So it's not just, mm -hmm. hey, we're, we're here to collect a paycheck, but hey, we're here to have a life experience and grow ourselves in the process, become better leaders. And everyone expects that, whether you're an executive, whether you're a manager, or whether you're like a low bottom level, quote unquote, employee, like we all expect to grow. We all expect to become the best version of ourselves and to bring in that culture, to bring in that languaging, I think is, is so important. And you two are, are really leading the charge on that. And it's, it's really inspiring. Well, and also as a leader, selfishly, it makes your job easier. When, mm, or as yes. a colleague, when you have people surrounding you that are performing at such a high level and can move through stressful situations and self-manage, I mean, like you're, you're getting time to do all the other things that you need to do. So yeah. Selfishly, that's also the beauty of it. <laughs> yes. yes, true. Yeah, this is this is gold. So we're beginning to wrap up, and I just want to drive home the the main takeaways you want to give to our audience. If there's anything that we haven't covered yet, we'll we'll just really make sure that they got it. And someone who's listening right now, that they can take action, they can move forward with improved mental wellness, find out more about these programs and skills. We'll tell them the call to action, so to speak, in a bit. But just in terms of the principles and what you stand for, let's drive that home. We'll start with Kristen. What do you really want to drive home? Sure. So, um, you know, I think you know, part of kind of what we talked about is, is, you know, combining the dialogue, open up the conversation, um, being vulnerable, you know, having, you know, leadership implement, um, getting a pulse check on, on the employees in the company. What do they want? What does the culture look like now? What do they want it to look like? Well, you know, so having those types of conversations, um, you know, also as far as implementing the different types of programs, I think we also, we didn't really get to this, but, you know, talking about the mind-body connection, what does your mind look like? What does your nutrition look like? What does your physical look like? So, you know, kind of in integrating that too. Um, but I think as far as the culture is concerned, I think the first step is to say, where are we right now and where do you want to be? And then what steps we needed to take to get there. And, you know, certainly having that guidance, you know, we, we've been, uh, you know, hearing a lot of things and reading a lot of things about, you know, outside consultants coming in and kind of helping companies. And, and this includes coaching, in fact, emotional um, intelligence coaches coming in and helping guide, you know, leadership and HR executives and other employees on how on what that what that looks like. So I think it's about transforming the culture. And so I think that's where all this conversation today has really been pertinent to that to that concept about where are we now and where we want to be. And I want, I really do want to, you know, ensure that just because a company isn't, it hasn't really started something like this, it, it's just baby steps. And then you keep moving forward and forward and forward and forward. And then you get there. But, you know, to your point, Chris, you know, this is the new, this is the new, not just the new norm with what we're going through right now, but this is the new norm for mental health and wellness. It's, it's really about brain health and brain health is holistic. 
Yeah. And yep. I, I want to, I before we jump into Chris's, um, you know, point, um, Kristen, I do want to touch on that physical aspect since you brought it up. Cause I think some people might be saying, well, mental wellness, that's, that's okay. Mental wellness and, and health. Um, then that's, that's one thing, but how does that relate to our body and nutrition and things like that? Cause you, you have programs and things that like so, totally supplement that too. Can you tell us about that link and why it's important to address that? Absolutely. One of the knowledge we talk about is nourishing our mind and body. And basically what we're talking about is like nutrition, for instance, you have different, you have different foods that, that feel, which we call the nutrition, the, the, the medicine for the, for the, for the, for the, for the mind of the body. So you have things such as, you know, you've got foods, um, you've got nutrients, you have magnesium, zinc that helps boost your immune system. You have, um, you know, omega threes, you have different foods that help, um, help with anxiety and depression. Uh, you've got, you know, uh, you've got garlic, onion, turmeric. These things you can put in your foods to help you with your, your with your health from a nutritional standpoint. Um, you've got the physical part where you're releasing endorphins, which helps helps reduce serotonin. What I will tell you is, you know, the vagus nerve, which is from your mind, your your brain to your digestive tract. Seventy percent of our immunity is from our digestive tract. And so people think if they're not feeling well with depression or anxiety, it's normal. That's not normal. What's happening is, uh, and serotonin is released. The majority of serotonin is released from your digestive tract. Mm. So, so physical activity again, endorphins. It's re- it's releasing. It's it's helping your blood pressure. Um, you know, we don't lose we don't lose brain cells. What we lose is the constriction of the blood vessel to the to the cell. We have ten billion cells in our brain and twenty five thousand connections from cell to cell. So the whole point of mind and body connection is strengthening the synapses. We have our neurons, our cells here. We've got our synaptic um, sac here, and then the neurotransmitters like serotonin. You know rides over to the next neuron, right? Well, in order to have those strong synapses and to build new ones, we have to have a mind and body connection that includes the nutrition and the physical as well as, as the, the mental. Wow. Wow. Oh smart my cookie. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Just opening up a can, can of transformation. I love, I love how you just brought... <laughs> Brought in all the science behind it too, uh-huh. like the anatomy, like chemistry that's going on. You you two are just such a wealth of knowledge. So, Chris, I, I really want you to bring it home yeah. with us because this, this has been so powerful. I think short and simple, it's it's truly understanding that we can retrain our brain. And we may not think of it as the muscle that it is. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of where we are today in our current, we can retrain our brain yes. to be what we want to be. Um, and to me, like that is the most important thing. Yes. Neuroplasticity is the next the other word I forgot to put in there. <laughs> I don't use the big words. I, just- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it, it's important that you, you too, with your unique strengths and mm-hmm. gifts and perspectives and life experiences are, are just such a dynamic duo. I, I love this. And I want to tell people how they can get in contact with you, what they can do next to, to learn more about the programs and, and yep. just find out more. What can they do next? We'll, we'll go with Kristen. Sure. So um, you can certainly find us at Mental Wellness Unleashed. Um, we can, we've had, we've got our um, www.mentalwellnessunleashed.com. We also, that's our website and info at mentalwellnessunleashed.com. You can certainly get us, get in contact with us there. Okay. Um, we also have another pro- um, program we call, called Thrive U. Um, so www.thriveu.org. Um, some, and certainly, I mean, if you ever just want to reach out, if someone wants to reach out to me directly or Chris directly, you've got our LinkedIn information. We have a LinkedIn page as well as a, um, Facebook page, business page for both. So we have those as well, our, our individual. So we are everywhere. So every, you can yeah. get in touch all over the place. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. I love it. Chris, I love anything it. else to add on that? 
Yeah, no, yeah, I, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. Real, real quick, I, I love that you have, uh, you're accessible at so many mm-hmm. different places and you, you're really standing for people to, to come and, and share what's going on, to, to, you know, share what their experience is like. You two are very approachable, you're very knowledgeable, you have great energy, you're excited, and I think that's really welcoming. So, Chris, uh, did yeah. you want to mention something else? No, I mean, you know, there's really no risk in reaching out and having a conversation and just saying like, don't know if this is a fit or not for us as an organization. Don't, how would this work? Like we are happy just to have that initial conversation and understand where you are and what you need. Um, because we do want to make a change. Um, do that so yeah I mean and, and reach out just if you just want to talk and you know just if you want to kind of get more information around some things that, that maybe they want more detail around that we talked about today just reach out feel free please yeah. we, we, we'd totally love to talk to you yeah and what I, what I hear is you two have um, you have a lot of resources and and what you're able to provide in, in mental wellness and um, thrive you there's there's so many different options and so I really hear that there's a customization depending on yep. what people mm-hmm. need where they're at what level they're at what level their organization their you know what like you know one two three four five you know wherever they're at it's like perfect and let's figure out some next steps yeah. let's do this together you're not alone just know that you know there's people who who really want to support you for you listening or tuning in right now like you you have options and so yep. I think just really talking about it and especially if you're wanting to, wanting to increase the impact and the performance of your organization if you want to be a better leader a better coach and and have those skill sets and really make a big difference in your team in your in your workforce in the people around you uh, then definitely talk to Kristen and Chris go to mentalwellnessunleashed.com go to thrive you the letter u dot org um, or you can just search for them uh, Kristen Durney and Chris Nurse and uh, Chris is K-R-I-S <laughs> I'm C-H-R-I-S <laughs> and Kristen <laughs> that's right so um, you two are, are such a blast I love your energy just you know Kristen when you came on say excited like like so many times I was like okay this is gonna be amazing yeah. and um, you, you just you show up so thank you so much for, for your commitment Absolutely. for your stand for your massive love and all the skills that you bring with it you, you two are powerhouses thank you thank you thank you so much you two have a great rest of your day and we'll see you soon okay you as well okay. thanks bye so Chris. Chris thanks a lot okay bye bye from the bottom of my heart Thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, 
tap into your flow and take massive action. Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. Thank you.